What up, yo? Welcome to the Fantasy Knockout Fantasy Football Show with your host, Mark. That's me. Today is Tuesday, August 6th. Today, today's show is Top 12 Wideouts. We're going to talk about the wide receivers. That's right. Um, today's show is going to be a little different because I'm actually recording this show early I'm actually recording. Today is Saturday, so I'm recording this early. I'm going to be out of town, um, taking the family. We're going to go to Knott's Berry Farm and celebrate my daughter's birthday. So, like I said, I'm recording this a little early, but this is the Tuesday's show. You guys heard about the knockout giveaway that's going on right now? Uh, Enter for your chance to win a signed Michael Thomas jersey. That's pretty hot. This thing is awesome. I'm super jealous. I wish I could keep it myself, but no, I'm giving it away for free. The way you win this thing, visit fantasyknockout.com. Click the giveaway tab or the pop-up pops up there and it shows you the Michael Thomas image and all that. Click enter. So you're on the giveaway screen, right? Enter your name and email. That's it. That's all you've got to do to qualify to be part of this giveaway on a chance to win a signed Michael Thomas jersey. This is pretty cool. Don't want to miss out on that. Um, also, please help support the show by becoming a Knockout member. That's over at patreon.com slash fantasy knockout. There's a lot of cool perks. There's uh, community access, uh, priority question and answers, and then you also get draft cheat sheets, which is kind of a cool thing to, to use for uh, helping you draft a, a awesome team this year. So don't miss out on that. You can do that at patreon.com slash fantasy knockout. We're not doing news today as well, so we're just going to get right into it. Uh, follow the show on Twitter and Facebook at fantasy knockout, and then also on Instagram at fantasy underscore knockout. Main event, we got the top 12 wideouts. To kick it off, number one, DeAndre Hopkins of the Houston Texans. Last year, he had 163 targets for 115 receptions. 1,572 yards for 11 touchdowns. He did that in 16 games. He was a stud. He had zero drops. That's right, zero. He's got the best hands in the game. He's going to get 30-plus percent target share again. He was number one in first downs. He had 81 first downs last year. He was a monster. They just trust him. They go to him. Had continuity at the quarterback position with Deshaun Watson. He's got the talent. He's hyper-targeted. And he only missed one game in in his career. That's why he's my number one. Number two, Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons. Last year, Jones had 170 targets for 113 receptions for a whopping, monstrous 1,677 yards. Had eight touchdowns in 16 games. He did it. He shut up all those naysayers. He scored some touchdowns. No player in the NFL had more 20-plus receptions since the start of the 2016 season. He is the only guy to have over 1,400 yards in the last two seasons. He's a fourth-quarter beast. The team depends on him. I like his upside. I like the Falcons' upside this year. I see him turning in another quality season. That's why he's my number two. Number three, Devontae Adams of the Green Bay Packers. 
Last year, 169 targets for 111 receptions, 1,386 yards for 13 touchdowns. He did that in 15 games. Wow. You know, Adams was the most consistent receiver last year. He had the second most touchdowns. Also had the second most targets and was tied for targets per game. He could see a slight regression there. You know, he was dominant last year. He had no bust games. His floor was extremely high. And this all can be done again. The question is, it's all about Aaron Rodgers to me. Can Rodgers become the 40-touchdown quarterback that we're used to seeing? Or is he going to stay at this 25-30 to 30 quarterback, you know, touchdown quarterback? To me, Devontae Adams is the safest of these top receivers here. Hopkins and, and, and Jones, they have extremely high upside. Adams is more the safe guy. I like Adams a lot. I believe Rodgers is going to bounce back to the uh, – to the extreme elite talent that we're used to. Uh, So that's why I got Adams at my number three. Number four, Odell Beckham Jr. of the Cleveland Browns. Last year he had 124 targets, 77 receptions, 1,052 yards, six touchdowns in 12 games. That's right, I did say the Cleveland Browns. He's no longer in New York. He's upgraded his quarterback. My only concern is, can he stay on the field? He's an amazing talent. He has amazing hands and one of the best pure wideouts in the game. Uh, you can give him a slant route, and he can take it to the house. He had third. He was third most broken tackles at the position since 2016. I mean, he's just a stud. He's played five seasons, so that's 80 games, right? 80 games that he should, you know, full five seasons is 80 games. But he's only played 59 of those 80 games. That's only 73%. He gets banged up, and he gets banged up often. But when this man's on the field, he's one of the best. I'm excited to see what he can do with Baker Mayfield as his quarterback now. So that's why I got him at number four. Number five, Tyreek Hill of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's right, no suspension coming for for Tyreek. He's going to play this year. So last year, he had 137 targets for 87 receptions, 1,479 yards, 12 touchdowns in 16 games. Wow. He was the number one fantasy wideout last year. When he went off, he won you your week. He's a game breaker. He had 27 20-plus yard plays. Okay, you get that? 27 plays at 20-plus yards. That's the most in the league. Was tied 15th in consistency, which isn't so great. He's He's got those boom-bust games. You know, you need to pair him with a more consistent wide receiver, too. Um, he's, he's a lot of fun to own, though. Like I said, he was the number one receiver with him and Patrick Mahomes. They just have something electric there. He's one of the quickest receivers in the game. And... If you draft Tyreek Hill, make sure, like I said, pair him with a more consistent wide receiver, too, on your team to help you out on those bust weeks when he doesn't go off. Number six, we got Juju Smith-Schuster of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Last year, he had 166 targets for 111 receptions, 1,426 yards for seven touchdowns. That he did in 16 games. 
He surpassed everyone's expectations again. Had the fifth most yards in the league. There's no more Antonio Brown. The question is, can he become the top wideout? Will he lead the NFL in targets? He's a great talent. I'm excited to see what Juju can do with when Big Ben, you know, hyper targets him. You know, I'm hoping that he can get those double digit touchdowns. He hasn't done that yet. I don't have him projected for it though. You know, he's one of my favorite players in the league. I love his talent. He's just an exciting electric player to own. A lot of fun. You can't go wrong with Juju. He just just watch it. He's going to outperform your expectations again this next year. I just Juju's got he just ugh, I don't know. Juju's just a fun player to have on your team. I don't think he can disappoint you. Next, we got the million-dollar man, Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints. Last year, 147 targets, 125 receptions, 1,405 yards on nine touchdowns in 16 games. He had an 85% reception percentage. That's extremely high. The league average is like... 69 70 percent this man put in 85 percent he's got phenomenal hands had the lowest depth of target per the elite wideouts that's the only thing that scares me you know he doesn't seem to be to me he's not consistent enough he busted a quarter of his games he doesn't get enough deep targets to have those monster games those you know those monster weeks like a Tyreek Hill you know he's a safe player He's not the dominant player like a Hopkins or Julio. You know, he kind of let you down at the end of the season last year. He had five, 5.8 points in week 12 and 6.5 points in week 13. Ouch. That hurts. I like ta- I like Thomas's talent, though. He is a great receiver. He just isn't a top three receiver to me. I don't see him ever finishing top five. So that's why I got him at number seven. All right, number eight, T.Y. Hilton of the Indianapolis Colts. Last year, 120 targets, 76 receptions for 1,270 yards, and six touchdowns. He played in 14 games. He's got luck. Yeah, Andrew Luck. (laughs) Both him and Luck took a while to get right last year. They both banged up at the beginning, but once they got healthy, they were awesome. Last year, he only busted 7% of the time. He's not a touchdown guy, okay? He's not going to be a Devontae Adams where he's going to get double-digit touchdowns, okay? Same as Michael Thomas. They're just they're this next tier. The Juju, they're this next tier. Juju, Thomas, and Hilton are all this next tier, right? So he's not a touchdown guy. But to me, he's a high-end wide receiver two or a back-end wide receiver one. So I'm saying he's going to finish 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 range for the receivers. That's what you want in a nice receiver. You want to finish them high like that, but you don't want to take them as your number one. Okay? So from week 10 on, he was the number five receiver. To me, that is what that's what his ceiling is. I just don't see him finishing top three. I like Hilton. I like Luck. And again, he's not going to be this double-digit touchdown guy. Okay? So just you got to understand that. He's going to have a lot of yards. He's going to have a lot of receptions. Next, we got number nine, Mike Evans of the Tampa Bay Bucks. 
Last year, he had 138 targets for 86 receptions, 1,524 yards, and 8 touchdowns in 16 games. Wow, he had a lot of yards. He might be the most underrated, underrated player in the top 10. He's starting his sixth season. He was one of the best slash quietest wideouts last year. You know, he went unnoticed. I don't think a lot of people know that he finished at 1,500 yards. He got an upgrade as a head coach. To me, he's going to stay at that 80 reception range. You know, he had an 86 last year. He's going to be in that 80 reception range. I don't see him being a 100-plus reception guy. But he definitely can finish... You know, the double digits. He's not a T.Y. Hilton. He can have those double-digit touchdowns. It probably won't be double digits. It's more of the 7-9 to nine touchdowns this year is what I got it projected for. Um, but, you know, Mike Evans is a solid, solid receiver. He's not a sexy pick. You know, if he was your number one receiver on your team, you're not, you're not enthused about it because you're going up against the Hopkins or Jones or Beckham. And, you know, some weeks he can outproduce those guys. But most of the time... He doesn't, so he's just not sexy. It's not exciting, but he's a solid receiver, okay? So don't get me wrong. He's a solid guy. If you go running back, running back in your in your draft and Evans is there in the third round, you know, early third round, take the value. You're just going to have a nice, nice team to start off with, okay? So enjoy Evans if, uh, if you wait on receiver. Number 10, we got Antonio Brown of the Oakland Raiders. No longer in Pittsburgh. He's now in Oakland. Last year, he had 168 targets for 104 receptions, 1,297 yards for 15 touchdowns. He did that in 15 games. Uh, to me, Brown, AB, he's not going to be the number one receiver anymore. He's not the top fantasy receiver that we all known the last couple of years. He's still an amazing talent. He's Great receiver, great <laughs> at getting open. I don't question his talent one bit. My concern is his quarterback. He no longer has Big Ben. He's got Derek Carr. Carr is nothing close to what Big Ben is. So, to me, that's a step down. That's a notch down. You know, that that's why I got Brown at number 10. You know, this is just going to hurt him enough to make him not be that top elite wideout that we're all used to. I just don't see him being able to produce in Oakland like he did in Pittsburgh. So if he blows that up and, and you know, exceeds my expectations, fantastic. Thank you. Uh, I would I would truly enjoy it because I am a Raider fan, but I just don't see him doing what he's done in Pittsburgh there in Oakland. You know, I mean, he's he's getting up there in age too, so... Again, don't get me wrong. He's a great talent, great receiver. To me, he's just he's at the back half of the top receivers, you know? So, all right, number 11, we got Keenan Allen of the Los Angeles Chargers. Last year, Allen did 136 targets, 97 receptions, 1,196 yards, and six touchdowns. He did that in 16 games. He had an interesting year. You know, I'm, I like Allen. But I'm a Mike Williams guy. I was, I'm, I've been a fan of him since he entered the league. I, and this is no knock to Allen at all. Um, you know, to me, Allen, 
Allen's like a Hilton. He's like a T.Y. Hilton, right? He's with the touchdowns. He's going to be that six-touchdown guy. He's not going to be that double-digit touchdown guy that I see Mike Williams being, okay? <clears throat> He's a yards master. Allen is. I just – I and here's the thing is, with if you're not a double-digit touchdown guy, I just it's too hard to get in that top five, you know, for – for receivers, you know, I'm not worried about Hunter Henry coming in and taking any targets or taking anything away from Allen. You know, he's a solid wideout. He's just not a top guy, but he's a solid receiver. So that's why I got him at number 11. And then last number 12, this one's going to shock you. Julian Edelman of the New England Patriots. What? That's right. I think Edelman is a solid receiver. Last year, he had 108 targets. 74 receptions for 850 yards and six touchdowns. He did that in 12 games. He is Mr. Consistent. You know, there's no more Gronk. Edelman's Brady's favorite target. You know, and I know many of you will say I'm too high on him, that there's no way Edelman should be this high. That's fine. You know, hey, I get it. I understand that Edelman has never finished in the top 16 you know, he's never been a top 16 receiver ever. Okay. I understand that. So then Mark, why would you have him at number 12? If he's never been at this top 16, this is why I trust in Brady and I trust in Edelman to get the job done. It's going to be, it's not going to be a sexy, you know, it's not going to be fun watching Patriots games as a fantasy player. It's going to be boring. It's going to be a lot of dinks and dunks. Edelman is Brady's security blanket. You know, last year, after his four-game suspension, Edelman, he was the number nine wideout. Wait, wait, wait. That's right. Number nine wideout last year. He had zero bust games. I would love him as my number as my wide receiver two on my team. You know how I was talking about Tyreek Hill and being that bust guy and you need more of a consistent wide receiver to pair him with? If you could pair Tyreek Hill and Julian Edelman together, oh, you know, that's just going to be nice consistency for your team. You're going to have those weak winning games with, with Hill, but Edelman's going to give you that safe floor. I I think I think the New England's going to be a good team. Well, New England's always going to be a good team. You know, Brady's going to do it again. Edelman's going to be there. They're just going to dink and dunk, and it's going to be boring to watch. But there's going to be points there to be had, and I, and I like Edelman this year. I think he'll do enough. He started getting in the end zone, and again, no more Gronk. They're going to run the ball a lot. But they're going to rely on Edelman a lot there in New England. So that's why he's in my number 12. You know, this is going to wrap it up for today. I want to say thank you for listening to the show. Next show, we got the rest of the wide receivers. We're going to finish out the top 25. Make sure to subscribe. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rating and review. It really helps us out. All right. Till next time, goodbye.